What? Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg are making Indiana Jones 5? To Sci-Fi on Trial, I'm your host, Jesse Mercury. Indiana Jones 5 is happening. All the panel discussion and interviews for this podcast were recorded before the announcement of Indiana Jones 5. It just happened days ago. So we talk a lot about how uh, Mutt Williams might be a franchise killer. Apparently that's not the case. Uh, so you can ignore that, but it's still interesting. It's, a, it's now a historical moment in fandom. The time between Crystal Skull and whatever Indy 5 will be called. So it remains to be seen whether or not Mutt Williams is coming back. It remains to be seen even if George Lucas is going to be involved at all. But that's all in the future. Let's talk about the present because the jury is still out on Indiana Jones 4. Today, we will determine whether or not the film is remembered fairly. Once again, I'm joined by my illustrious panel, Kayla Greet, Natalie Holt, Ryan Casey, and Johnny Unicorn. And this episode features interviews with Douglas Gale and David Tyler. We're going to pick up with the panel discussion on question three, and here we go. All right, uh, question three. Do the visuals support the story? Uh, did they use special effects in a way that enhanced or detracted from the story? I think, I mean, we've kind of touched on this a little bit, but... Uh, John, why don't you start us off? I think mostly yes, and sometimes no. The vines, the 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 monkey scene, and the animals, the gophers, any gophers, monkeys, any animals <laughs> they would show the ants, the ants. Oh my god, uh, the, ants, so the ants were bad. Yeah. The ants were cool. The ants were you obviously like the ants? not real. I was yeah. like, those are not real ants. That's a cartoon ant. Like they, you know what they should do is hire an ant trainer and do it for real. <laughs> for real ants that are gonna. I didn't. I mean, I wasn't buying that those ants were gonna stand on top. of each I know, other. right? Ants yeah. really do that. They do that, but yeah. they totally I do. That. I don't to get, buy it though. But to get even if they really Kate do, Blanchard. I know. I agree. Like, I don't care if they really do it. I don't buy to it. To get food, yes, they. They uh, were gonna eat her whole. They do that. There, <laughs> there really are large ants like that in the jungle. I wonder what Kate Blanchett tastes like. She's probably delicious. That's a weird yeah. thing to ask. But <laughs> those ants, you did, then that's okay. <laughs> Sci-fi on trial. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I yeah there, was, there, were mo- there were so many moments of the CG no. where it was like, ah, CG, CG. Yeah. But uh, most of the time, not. I liked the special effects. Yeah, the mummies looked really cool. Uh, yeah. when, when they went into the, oh, the the Spaniards tomb, yeah, yeah the practical awesome. effects were awesome. I like yeah. the rubber alien, the rubber dead alien. Yeah, uh, uh, I like when he th- when he keeps they keep throwing around skeletons at each other. Hold this! Hold this! I do. I thought the effects were pretty good. Like the CGI obviously wasn't as good as the practicals, but. When they when you they were on the set and they were like throwing throwing their skellies around just <laughs> willy nilly, it was it was it felt I thought it felt very much and it was uh it was made on film right it wasn't digital so in those moments I was like yeah this is basically like even though everyone's older it looks like it was just filmed like a couple years after Last Crusade or something because mm-hmm. it's like clearly on the sound stage and stuff and even though some of those there were those moments where they had sort of over <laughs> over the top CG stuff. <laughs> Like it did have the uh, the feel, yeah, of a of a movie made on a set. It, it did feel like 
oh, I'm still watching like the the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. Do, at, do you think at, sometimes uh, they made it look like? A, <laughs> do, you, do you sometimes think or they Orlando. made like a fake looking like a yeah like a fake set like something that looked like it was filmed on a set but it actually wasn't filmed on a set. <laughs> I wonder. I, I mean, I think there's a bit to the like CGI to the set. coloring of of everything that's yeah that uh, makes everything look a little looks like indoor lighting. The color timing. It looks yeah. Everything it, looks it a makes little it fake. Like a like a colored movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, or like a or like a like black old, and white movie like that a, was colored. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like a TV, like a or like old TV or something. Yeah. I, feel, I I'm like always like people should be more positive and I'm like the negative person here but I I feel like the visual style really took me out of the movie like when in the very beginning when you like the sky replacements where the sky looks like abnormally perfect and it's yeah. just kind of like distracting when you go into the warehouse and you pan back and all of the boxes look super CG all of a sudden and it's not like anything looked real in the original trilogy it's just that it had a style like the matte paintings were I love matte paintings. Like, I don't care if they don't look real. Like, the CG doesn't look real. It's just a different way of making something that you can't make in real life, you know? Like, they just have to find a way to try to make it look real, as real as possible. And I feel like the matte paintings are less distracting um, in this environment because that's what I'm used to. And they actually, like, I read this article, they actually had planned on doing, like, oil paintings as the matte paintings and then decided not to at the last second and replaced it with digital matte paintings for all of, like, the more Are you expensive about all the background scenes. stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That would be cool. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. I, I think the idea would be, would be cool to try to make them... As they made them, you know, like I agree. years yeah. ago. But like at the same time, there's people who they have on working for them to like make movies that are like need jobs that make <laughs> digital stuff now. Yeah. So it's probably hard to be like, can we find people that to make stuff like we did 20 years ago? It would probably like, yeah, my grandpa effort. might be home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like when when a when the leader of a rock band decides to go a different direction and needs to get all new musicians. Right. Yeah. It would be it would be uh, probably tough yeah. for them. So it kind of just probably yeah. makes sense to always be moving forward. Yeah, that's a really good point. I do think you're right. The warehouse scene is probably like for some reason that's the one that visually doesn't work the most. And I don't know why, just because it's dark or because it's just like boring, look drab looking, oh, like maybe the colors or something. But I do think that that's the one that doesn't have like a really distinctive voice to it. Like mm -hmm. when they're outside on the road, the sky might be perfect, but I think it's because it's like trying to like conjure that like nostalgia, like 50s look or whatever, you know, like a billboard or something. And like the school has like that, there's that pop of color and that like, oh, we're the jocks and we're the greasers, but... Yeah, the warehouse just doesn't have anything too special about it. So. Yeah. And, I mean, the forest, like, we've talked about the forest, but it, it looks so fake. The whole forest sequence mm -hmm. looks so fake that I just kind of glaze over because it doesn't feel like there's any sense of peril. Like, when Mutt is straddling the yeah, two cars and, like, they're driving down the streets, get hit in the crotch by all the plants. I'm like, <laughs> you weren't. <laughs> we just could get a sense of peril from that. I sure didn't. <laughs> we could have gotten to the end point a lot sooner. Like, yeah. I know so that's, much that could have uh, been that was a classic out. Indiana Jones truck fight. He's <laughs> that's his thing is fighting on moving vehicles. That's yeah. like half of what he does. So like they they had to have that scene in there. You're right. I mean, I do <laughs> I do like. I do like what happened. It's just like, I don't necessarily like how it looked, but it doesn't, it doesn't like take me out as much as it would have. They if had, it weren't for the fact that I kind of liked the fact that they were fighting on a car. Cause it was Indiana Jones. 
Like I did like yeah. that. Yeah. And they have little stories going going on. Like he's still arguing with his colleague, and then he's sort of finally, you know, gets oh, yeah. the sword fight. She's he's carrying that sword around the whole movie. You know, yeah. someone's gonna sword fight her. Chekhov's well, it's funny yeah. you brought the. I was gonna. I called it Chekhov's duck boat. It's like, all right, this thing's gotta go in the water. We yeah. yeah. have to go to the water. <laughs> Pointing that thing around is waiting for someone else to have a sword. She's got extra swords. In case someone wants to pick one up. Oh yeah, yeah why Shia does she have so many swords? She wants a sword fight. She's she been angling for fight. it the whole time. Super oh bad. Because when you know how to sword fight, the worst <laughs> part is not being able to sword fight. <laughs> I think she got that bob haircut. You think, think Marion had right? a bunch of adventures during that time between? Uh, Most definitely. Yeah, it's called being so. single and not sober. She's. <laughs> <laughs> she's like. They should the, make movies about that. <laughs> she's like the Sarah Connor of. Uh, Indiana oh, yeah, Jones. She had a, she had a, had a time traveling robot. Yeah, she's uh, their son's actually a Terminator. Shia LaBeouf's cool. son, <laughs> actually, uh, he's the Terminator. Natalie, as someone who like loved uh, Marion as a kid, how did she feel to you in this movie? I uh, so I I still liked her. I still thought she was pretty sassy and pretty like she clearly knew what she was doing. She raised this kid and like had this all this investment. And I like that she and. Uh, like Shia LaBeouf, you can see the parallels between him and Indiana, but I also like that he acted a lot like Marion because she like raised him. Um, but I do feel like she forgave Indy too quickly. But I don't know, man. They've been crazy about each other forever. So what do I know? Maybe she was just like, like yeah. he comes in and he's like, he's like, none of those women were you, yeah. and she's like, this she's like, oh line. you, yeah. <laughs> and like he climbs out the roof, and she's like, yeah, like I'm into this again, like right back in. But some people are like that, man. They just keep getting drawn yeah. together. And what can you do? Yeah. I thought that was a Marianne's super not smooth perfect. line. It was that, a smooth yeah. line. And it was I feel the, like, like I know in Star Wars. Totally. Yeah. And it's the moment where like Indiana Jones never expresses his feelings. Right. Like he's he's really smooth with women, but he doesn't tell them that he cares for them. And that's the first time he's ever done it. And it was kind of like I thought that was kind of a cool moment. And I do agree that she kind of accepts him back like very readily and very quickly but at the same time there was something about that where like she kind of did the same thing in in raiders yeah where like he comes back into her life after breaking her heart and she just kind of takes him back yeah so in that way i could like it wasn't like as if as like as like kind of a feminist i was like girl this isn't good for you but like it's like oh like this is romantic and that's just how people are like i was like yeah but totally that's like sometimes the heart wants what it wants and you just go back for more i think the fact that he marries her in the end kind of sells that moment more because i do agree that it could have been kind of cheap and and like gone south but the fact that he's willing to like put a ring on it at the end yeah like he really means it this time I, I hope. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we know. We don't know. We're, he's. We don't know what that rascal's gonna go. <laughs> I think that that's where a lot of people sort of fall off with this movie is that it was a little too uh, Phantom Menace for them. Like, there's a thing. The movie starts with like that little groundhog like coming out of his hole, like very CG. Like, I can see how someone who you know coming off of the end of the prequel trilogy three years earlier is just seeing like another thing ruined by George Lucas. Like <laughs> like this other classic property that he had been a part of in the past is just ruined. But I think that if you just 
if you just like accept it that it's that it's a little hokey, it's fine. Like it's not like it's not like the effects in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark are particularly good. The wax melting faces and things like that were were bad. Like they're just legitimately bad effects. And I think that you, I think that's just part of accepting what Indiana Jones is. And I think that just the the modern version of those melting faces is CG. I yeah. think that we just need to accept that. I'm somebody who almost always forgives CGI. Uh, I don't like to judge it for what it is. I feel that it is a tool you use to your best of your ability to uh, uh, work on your story. And if it's if it's easier to do something with CGI and then you watch it, you're like, oh, that looks totally fake. Well, yeah, the whole thing's fake. You know, Harrison Ford is, is Harrison Ford, not Indiana Jones. All of it from beginning to end is fake. And I automatically suspend my disbelief and seeing a little bit behind the veil doesn't bother me you know it's just like the the stop motion stuff that was it harry hauser the the skeletons from jason the argonauts yeah that looks hokey as shit but who cares it's just you just imagine that skeletons are real uh so yeah i don't think that i i really i never think that cgi does something to detract from it you can i like the the what is it the captain tomorrow like make your whole fucking movie cgi i don't care If you've only watched the more recent Hollywood blockbusters with CGI, I think it does raise this level of expectation of um, <laughs> imagining the Fantastic for you in the movie, you know? Um, that's, I don't know, that, I think that would be worthy of a whole separate discussion. <laughs> Is Han Solo Indiana Jones? Are they like the same? Basically, yes. I would argue anything? Indiana Jones is 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 a worse person than Han Solo, right? Most definitely. Well, he's, he's a smuggler. He that's like the opposite of an archaeologist. Well, Indiana Jones leaves a trail it? of human wreckage. Yeah, there's a lot of dead bodies in Indiana Jones' wake yeah. for like being just. A and what the fuck happened to Short Round? He has this kid that's basically his son. <laughs> what? And he's gone after Temple of Doom because Temple of Doom is like a prequel to Raiders. What happened to Short Round? She's Where did just he a go? young colleague. They're not, they're not father and son. <laughs> I mean, like, that kid, he like was, saved that, that kid. kid was working. He's just a young working man, and, and he was part of the adventure. And then he's got his own adventures. He probably went on. I, mean, I sure do hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a fair question. I think if like you saw Batman with Robin every day, and then all of a sudden Robin wasn't there, you'd be like, oh, what happened <laughs> <laughs> to that kid? Yeah, but he was only—he really—he was only there for that one. So, question four: Does this film make you believe? This is all about suspension of disbelief. Do you go along for the? For the most part, the not the not the swinging on the vines thing. Yeah, I don't mind the fridge because that fridge could have maybe not gone as high as it looked. <laughs> uh, I just I just don't believe you can swing from vines like that. Yeah, it's funny because like I do buy it when he swings from his whip. But I don't buy it when you swing from the vines because the vines are all like I don't know. Uh, well, how do you know there's gonna be another vine? There's he just, just learned that that day. There are a lot of vines, to be fair. There's, right, there's a lot, a lot of, vines. of vines. There's a lot of trees. Trees are everywhere. Those vines are everywhere. But, <laughs> you know, how do you know which ones are secure? It's bullshit. It would take yeah. too long to learn that, is all yeah. I'm saying. Do you yeah. think the monkeys specifically picked him to come up? Because, like, he definitely gets lifted up by a vine. Do you think there's monkeys, like, standing oh. by, like, oh, yeah, let's get that one? They saw his hair, like, <laughs> yeah. he's one of us. <laughs> he should be up in the trees with us. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Maybe the crystal skull told the monkeys to <laughs> to do that. 
That reminds me, I read this theory that the reason that, that Indy survives the nuclear blast is because he drank from the the cup of Christ oh, and had the wow. healing power. But I oh, I, he I, I, I don't think that that's true. Whoa, because cannon. No, when you walk out, when you like the, the knight says, like, it only works if you stay <laughs> within the temple. Like, if you leave this, like, cross the seal, hmm. it doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work anymore. Mostly. But it, mostly. <laughs> maybe, maybe unless like unless maybe you're in a refrigerator some residue there's yeah. some little holy residue on him maybe so the maybe seal was made of lead of, a little touch so, of christ on him and yeah. some holy god flame keeps he got him a little protected. bit of christ on him <laughs> what if the crystal skull i like how you said what if the crystal skull was controlling the monkeys what if it's controlling the ants it did, and, it did yeah. the, ants, the soviets yeah. too the Soviets. Oh. What if it's not just not just a way to get through them, but what if it was being like a, controlling it's, them? It's all slowly them. working everybody towards its own purpose. Yes. Yeah, to get What's back your, on its ship. Something else I really liked about this movie is the whole idea that returning an artifact was the whole point. Yeah, that's that's never been done in an Indiana Jones movie. Like finding the artifact is the big deal. Oh. They find it pretty early in the movie and they have to take it back. Like that's the whole point. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It doesn't belong in a museum. Yeah. No. Get it out of here. <laughs> it was wrong the whole time. It took four here. movies to figure out that it doesn't always belong in a museum. Yeah. yeah. It should have been the tagline. Do, do you think the Crystal Skull made him abandon his son? Is that part of the plan, too? Oh. I don't know. Ryan, did you did you go along for the ride? Did, did this movie suspend your disbelief? Yeah. Not really. Not as much as the other ones. I have to say. No, I think... Because, yeah, when... When you, the temple of the in the Last Crusade is very zany because there is a hole of invisible dang bridge, but it's still like <laughs> that's not really invisible. It's just painted weird, right? Yeah. It still feels practical, and right. even though there's a immortal knight back there and a guy that disappears and turns into a skeleton, <laughs> skeleton, a skeleton, scary. <laughs> There's <laughs> most of the stuff leading up to that is is mostly believable, yeah. It, which allows you to sort of suspend. This is the part: suspend your disbelief, yeah. And kind of th that's the thing what I talked about with the kind of the aliens and sort of the the more cartoonish nature of this is a little more cartoonish than the rest of them. It makes it a little just hard for me to suspend my disbelief and kind of actually care about and go along on the adventure like all the way through I'm just like at the end I'm like just wave the crystal skull again and get through the next door and <laughs> right. when are we gonna get there this is really boring right. it, was, it was kind of boring the end is boring of this movie like if, the, I think you like the part where the whole thing disappears but like yeah. the whole kind of that whole last temple is just just I don't know it's kind of dumb it felt like the ending of Lost to me, where it's like, really? This is a bunch of bullshit, you guys. Yeah. Like, oh, I hate the end of Lost. Yeah. Uh, that's my least favorite ending of anything mm -hmm. I've ever loved. And it's strange, because what's so satisfying about uh, an old night guy and a bunch of cups? Not that much. <laughs> but, like, but it works. It like, does. And it's, it's perfect. Like, that's, yeah. it's, that is like movie fucking magic, where like an old guy saying, you chose poorly, is like so exciting. You yeah. know? You, he earns that moment. It's so it's, brilliant. But it's all still small. It's all done kind of a small. And the slightly larger scale of this movie, I think, hurts it. Uh, because yeah, yeah the, the room at the end is like huge and there's a bunch of huge alien skeleton skeletons made of crystal <laughs> and you uh 
Do you think if it had just been like one alien, kind and, of, and, and yeah. then been like here now he can leave on his ship, and then he like just flies off and like doesn't destroy lots of stuff, mm-hmm. that would have been more satisfying. I, I think maybe it might have been actually. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I can't. We'll never know. Thank yeah. you my for head, returning my head. You may yeah. drink from a cup. <laughs> yeah, or it's like you know, make it fucking like uh like one-eyed Willie, where they find the head <laughs> and they just kind of like look and look at his eye, and they're like. Fucking don't touch anything and let's just leave now. Like, you know, they if they put just put the head back. I don't know. Yeah, I think if it had been done, uh, a sort of small. Yes, I guess Last Crusade is a little bit. They do the sequels tend to escalate much as like the Die Hard uh, <laughs> films do. And as they get older, they become sort of more invincible. Uh, the heroes, um, which I don't think is is yeah, it's okay, it's fun, but it it it, it holds my attention less. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think probably maybe some of that for me too. The like the lack of satisfaction is, and all the other Indiana Jones movies is uh, the villain kind of like gets what's coming to him, but because Kate Blanchett's motivations are so muddled and stuff, yeah, it's just like kind of at the end it's like oh like she wants too much stuff I guess like all the others and like now here she bad stuff happens to her, but it's also uh, freaking Mac is there being all greedy too. So they both are getting the same like punishment. And so there's not that like, that like, Oh no, you shouldn't have like reached for the cup. You shouldn't have like gone for like this thing. It still is just one dang room of gold though. That's yeah. It. yeah. Show me that. <laughs> it was so, it was straight out of the mummy. Like I the mummy did that awesome scene where like Benny wants all the gold the and he can't yeah. leave. Yeah. And then fucking Mac does that again. And Mac is like a pointless character yeah. who doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I, Gus in a, um, Sleeping Beauty. Or no, Cinderella, where he's got all the like seeds and the mouse is like, yeah. you know, trying to get as many seeds and then gets caught by the cat. Oh, dang it. Great will get you. Any memory of this. Great will get you like that. He's like the fat ma- mouse in Cinderella. Yeah. And he Gus, just... He's Gus Gus. Yeah. <laughs> Gus Gus. But yeah. It, it... <laughs> Those they're only they're the only two deaths I guess. But no way! Those satisfying. guys at the beginning, those guys all got gunned down. I mean, no, like main characters, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, the sort and of villain tribe deaths. Too. Ugh. Ugh. Right? Were those guys all right? Do they those all guys, ran away when the skull was brought out? There. Yeah. Do they live in those tiny holes? Yeah. Do they protect the, <laughs> yeah. like the human traps? room of gold? Or do they oh. like or do they like kinda have like scouts where the, someone's looking out and they're like, okay, someone's guys, get going. in the hole. Quick. <laughs> get in the holes, everyone get ready, you guys ready to do this. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They all speak like, like perfect English and just wear well, normal clothing. They're like, Oh my god, someone's coming. Guys, get in your outfits, get in the hole. It I did just kinda <laughs> seem like the whole back half of that is mostly it, it's like, all right guys. It's got to be kind of difficult and real scary, but no one gets hurt. And as soon as they bring that crystal skull out, everyone's like, okay, get out of the way. Yeah. It's just. Someone said earlier how he didn't need to be traveling with that many people. And it was you, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. Natalie, you were saying that I was. I felt like the same fucking way. He's got all these people around him and they're all running through these like impossible circumstances and nobody dies. And it just there's no stakes. It just feels so silly. Yeah. Like in the. Uh, well, the, the Soviets are there too. Yeah. Soldiers are there to be the get ate by the ants and such. Yeah, but I, I mean, felt can... bad that they that they killed a couple of those guys guarding the thing because yeah, they were they weren't doing anything bad. No, those are their right. gods, man. They're guarding their well, gods. Indies yeah. are really nice. They're not nice. Yeah. They're like doing exactly the thing that you know he's trying to do is protect 
artifacts. Yeah, they were on the same side, really, and they just it was they a miscommunication. So was the army, though. They were protecting their Area 51. But that happened in Last Crusade with the guys that were uh, protecting the, uh, the the Grail. The guys with the fezes and the, and the chest tattoos. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Chase. I love that guy. My soul's prepared. How's yours? I love yeah. that guy. I love that scene. Yeah. They're, I love that movie. <laughs> sometimes you don't know who's on who's on who's on the right side of the aliens. Yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> totally. Kayla, what about you? Suspension of disbelief. I was just thinking that I didn't understand why there was double uh, double dip poison darts. Like when he blows the blow dart back into the guy's mouth and oh. he just falls oh, over and, that's and dies. A, oh, that's good a good point. Why are they double dipped? <laughs> yeah. Come on, don't double dip the poison. You gotta time that just right, though. Because if whole you thing. don't blow it, you're gonna, he's gonna get it. That's yeah. very tricky. I did guys. feel like, bad. I, I kind of felt bad for the people they killed in that temple in the middle, but also, like, that guy was about to kill Mutt, and he's, like, Indy's traveling with Mutt, he's gotta stop those people from killing him. kill you, have to kill them. It's but also depends. Those people just live in there. tunnels too. <laughs> Those were more guys living just down in tunnels. In 1957, all indigenous people were pushed into tunnels. Were, there was a there was a large Urban uh, sprawl. Uh, human booby trap trade where you can hire humans as uh, permanent booby. Or trap. they just did it for fun. <laughs> There's not a lot to do out there, so uh, for a small wage, you get these guys. They'll hang out in a box or a little crevice. Booby trap. <laughs> How we, do you think we, we got out of the Great Depression? <laughs> yeah, we we start this we industry of again. crevice waiters. <laughs> I think they're. I think they wait until someone's coming and they know, <laughs> yeah. and then they get in the little. What if it was a bunch spots. of different? Like, what if it was like a ninja and like like a knight? And that would be cool too. A bunch of different kinds of people. Yeah, sort of like mm. Indian in the cupboard kind of. Like, <laughs> got all the characters. Indiana in the cupboard. Yeah. Damn. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch that. I so <laughs> there's so many m- moments in this movie that completely take me out of it. But the yeah. weird thing is that when I get to that moment at the end, I'm so into it, and I'm still right. like, I believe it. I believe that these transdimensional beings wipe out like this place that they'd been hiding, waiting for that skull to come back and just go to their dimension. I, something about that, like really resonated for me and I really believed it. There's and, some, something to me about like, why wouldn't the FBI know about, like, if they know all about the aliens and the crystal skulls, like why wouldn't they have found the city of gold already? Like, what, mm. why is this new? Like, it, they Indiana, that's why they Indiana need Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. The best. I all these so. are about the best. Cause yeah. you gotta put the pieces together and he's studying. He's in the, he's in the library. But they didn't ask him to do it. But then you get out of the library. You have to go into the library, <laughs> but then leave the library. You have to do both. Yeah. yeah. It's important. Um, um, there was one minute where, sorry, this one really like, this is not even like an outrageous thing as much as it was just like, that was too quick where he's like, got this riddle that Oxley left him and he's like, Oh, it's in a language no one uses, but if I just walk it through Mayan and then Shia LaBeouf says like one sentence and he's like, I've got it. Here's the <laughs> riddle. It's translated completely. I just put it through the old Mayan <laughs> like machine in my brain. Wow. That's yeah. I, <laughs> I totally believe that Indiana Jones can do that. <laughs> I know, but he was doing things a little too fast. That's what yeah. I was saying about the piece. Yeah. So he was like, he was like, Oh, what is it? Oh, I instantly translated a thing. I didn't really have to do much. Oh, what do I do? This is a big complicated door. What do I do? Hold the crystal skull up. <laughs> that was the, or even it, the like, but the skull told him to, cause it was in his yeah. mind and it gave him ideas. Yeah. Even when he figured out that, like, they let Marion go so that she could send that letter so that he'll, they'll come find him and, like, the Soviets were going to capture him at that moment at the soda, the soda fountain. Like, 
That was way too quick. Why did you figure that out? Like, yeah. you should have just noticed that there's two goons after you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he did, He just got things too quickly. Because, like, like, going back to Last Crusade again, it's like, it's like you know, it's always, like, just, like, right before. Like, like the penitent man kneels before God, and then it's like, he gets it, like, right in time. You oh, know, like, right, like, yeah. Like, he almost gets it wrong a lot. And right. then maybe he, like, he's older and wiser. Yeah, maybe, yeah. He's definitely older. Well, maybe he's wiser. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, that's the problem true. is that there, it didn't create any kind of tension. Yeah, and Spielberg is the man who knows how to. He's the master of creating tension in scenes, and it's weird that he just was unable to do that. Maybe it was the script. Maybe there's yeah uh, too many things happening in the script, and the kind of pace of it was uh, was weird. Where uh, yeah. yeah, I find myself getting bored kind of by the end. I Interesting. Think. It's like Goblet of Fire. Man, it's just like goddamn Goblet of Fire. That is a whole <laughs> bucket of snakes. <laughs> Too fast. Um, all right. I also so, don't think that Indiana Jones would fuck without a condom. You know, I think he's pretty prepared. Be like, I oh. feel like Indiana Jones has never used a condom in his life. They were in love. Uh, they were gonna get married, right? Yeah, I think he so. pulled out. They were roll dogging it. <laughs> <laughs> and things happen, you know. In the passion. Dude, so when you're right, being, sir. like, hunted by Nazis right. and you got the shit kicked out of you and this woman is, like, tending to you... You they just don't you, you don't use a condom, you know? <laughs> you don't. You never do. For me, I, I may be different in that sense where if you tell me something, then I'll just go along with it in terms of the movie. I'm I'm really giving you uh you have to lose my suspension of disbelief aggressively. If you do, and then it still is an amusing movie, like He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, where, yeah, all of that is just, like, so hard to swallow, but it still is, like, a fun mess to me, you know? You can still transcend beyond that and and have me be in your camp as far as liking your movie, but it may start to flip over to, well, now I'm perhaps liking it for reasons you did not intend it to be uh, enjoyed. And Indiana Jones was an interesting one. I kept going back and forth, like, how much do they know that this is so hokey and I feel like that they do I f and that's that's what makes it different to me that's it I wouldn't go so far as to say that they're being intentionally campy but they're coming really close the whole sword fight between Shia Balouf uh, Shia LaBeouf and uh, Kate Blanchett on the on the the ducks driving through the woods uh, sword fighting I mean that's it's patently ridiculous but I think that they know that it is it's a silly over the top action sequence that was one of the most surprising things for me when I came out of the theaters is like I, I went and saw it with my dad who's a huge fan of the originals and like I was in I was 16 or 17 at the time and I remember coming out of it being like we just saw more fucking Indiana Jones and I got to see it with my dad and I had a ton of fun and that's I think that people's expectations were too high like there's something about it being this like iconic franchise that people think that it has to be something other than what it is which is a cartoonish romp which I think it absolutely achieved, especially with the like people will criticize a lot, like the monkey swing through the forest scene. I, I fucking love that. I don't know, man. <laughs> like just the like, I think if there's anything that is is borderline indefensible about the movie, it's that scene. And I, I was completely along for the ride. Just just enamored with it. Yeah, I think that there's also something with the fact that just just I don't think that I would ever not buy something that Harrison Ford is in. Like I'm, I'm along for the ride, whether, whether it's like, 
whether it's any of his like Tom Clancy movies, whether it's anything, it's just like, yeah, that's Harrison Ford. He's a superhero. Like these things happen to him and I want to see what happens. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, question five, special question. Should this have been a sci-fi movie? I, I was of the opinion, like I kind of said earlier that uh, if they're going to go cartoon, why not go all the way and put, like put them in space and put them on the moon? I think they could have either dialed it back <laughs> slightly on the moon base. What's it going to take for America to put like Indiana dial, Jones yeah. on the moon? Why is he, <laughs> why is he looking at find the man on the moon and find ancient uh, aliens uh, on Mars? Well, wait till the next mm-hmm. movie. That's because it's only 1957. They don't know how to get to the moon yet. See, that's what we're, that's where we're going. And I, but uh, yeah, I, the aliens know how to get the moon or they another dimension. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. I agree. They could have leaned in harder to the sci-fi. I think, like, really, <laughs> I like, just gone it. for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like maybe halfway through, he like opens a gate to Mars, and maybe just, like, he finds like a laser pistol in Area Fifty One. He starts <laughs> using that on those Soviet bastards. Laser whip. He finds one of those guns. The Come guns on. from Portal, and he awesome. like that laser whip is pretty good. Like the Ferengi in season one of Next Gen. Just or, him. like the guy from Johnny Mnemonic. I haven't seen that. Wearing his hat still, but with a classic round glass <laughs> astronaut helmet. Can't or just see it. Or the helmet. Yeah. The or the hat on the outside. On top. Oh, yeah, that's it's, so good. It's strapped. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that making... Indies in space. <laughs> Indies in space. Yeah. <sighs> Do you think that this movie is better? Indiana Jones 4 is better if it wasn't a sci-fi movie? Like, so many people have complained about, what if they made it more, like, what, yeah. what, what if they, like, go into the jungle like they did looking for the lost city like they did, but it wasn't Aliens. It Do was Atlantis else. or something, isn't there? They did Atlantis in one of the games or something, It was I a think. good game. Uh, Fate <laughs> of Atlantis, right? I think, yeah. I, I don't know. There's other stories he could have done. I think the Aliens kind of ruins it for some people. I, yeah. I, I don't me. think it... I, I like it, the movie, but I think if they'd gone in uh, in a less controversial direction, it would have been better received. Yeah. I think that that's, like, undoubtedly true. Uh, I still like it. You know, I still yeah. am not upset that there's aliens in the movie. Yeah. What, how do you feel, Kayla? I don't like the aliens in the movie at all. Yeah. I, I would like a hint at it. I would like it scaled back a lot more. Um, I, I do agree with that, though. I do think that they could have done it in a more subtle way. It yeah, like it, it's aliens, but oh, it's not really well, aliens. But maybe subtle. it's aliens. I guess that's true. The like, the cup of Christ wasn't subtle. Yeah. Right. I think. Yeah, I guess it did r- literally heal the bullet wounds on Sean Connery. Yeah. But this is the question into... the whole movie long. Like, like what? It, what will happen when we open the ark? The whole movie long. Yeah. Yeah. And then you open it. And, like, hell is released upon the earth, and it's f- kind of fucking rad, you know? Uh, like, this movie, there's no question that it's aliens the whole time. They, they set up that it's aliens in the first scene, yeah. so there's no tension to that. But, but then I also ask myself, like, to get to that moment that I love so much, is there another way to do it? If you go in a more subtle direction when you get to that moment at the end, can you do it? You kind of have to start like big. Like, you wouldn't believe it if that happened? If, if yeah, like, like that. you kind of have to start big to get to a bigger moment. Or yeah. I, or maybe there's, like, an arc to it that could have been better. An somehow. arc of the covenant to it? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. I think that maybe what stops it from being, like, like, really, like, selling the sci-fi for me is that there's no question that they're using science fiction to answer, right? Like, yeah. good sci-fi is using it for a reason. Yeah, And totally. it's more of, like, a trapping 
Like, I think that they could have done more yeah. with it and, you know, use the aliens. Because aliens, like, in the 50s and the Cold War, probably it was like, oh, how do we relate to these people so different from us? Like, you could use it to answer questions like that. Or, like, you know, what's what's beyond, like, what we can see, like, yeah. things we want to conquer. There's, like, all these things, but, like, you're not using it to say anything about that. You're just kind of using it as a trapping on an adventure. So, stylistically, I understand why they chose it, but as science fiction, I don't think it was that successful because they didn't use it for any greater, like... like social oh, commentary that's kind of such thing. a good point. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's yeah. not... It is a. It's a. It's a. It's still a, just an adventure story. Yeah, it's still and you're a, you're dead on. That's what I love about science yeah. fiction is like mm-hmm. using it as a parable for mm-hmm. modern society. The only thing that was really there is like if you ask for all of the information in the world, it will destroy you. It's like <laughs> you, human brains can't con- comprehend yeah. that. You're but, right. Holy, uh, that's kind of cliche though. You're right. Mm-hmm. Damn it. You're totally like, right. Sort of like the Highlander, but it's how they use. You know, it's how the arc kills them it's a power that's too great to wield yeah essentially we already know those exist from the previous movies right yeah but look at last crusade like drinking from the cup taught him in a lot of ways how to relate to his father or the search for the grail was the search for his love of his father yeah and it's that's why that movie works on every level to me that's what that's the deepest of all the indiana jones movies because there's something under the surface that you're looking for that is outside of the actual artifact that you're looking for. Right. And you're totally really... right. Like you, you put aliens in the movie, you make it science fiction. You got to have that level to it. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah. You didn't, there was no, Oh, this is what I learned from looking in the crystal skull or right. this is what's on the other side. Possibly there, there, there wasn't any of that. It was just, yeah, it was like a, like, yeah, like a totem of science fiction that they carried around through a, Indiana Jones story. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, John? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think everyone's right. Yeah. I think we're in vigorous <laughs> agreement here. All right. As Hillary would say. I just so, like how the aliens were um, hunting artifacts the same way the Nazis were and just collecting like this storeroom <clears throat> full of like just interesting objects that they found throughout civilization yeah so maybe nazis are aliens i don't know i did like that a lot too how they have this like collector's room of things they've Mm -hmm. gotten from all over the place you think the aliens had bad intentions or they're just they're just collecting they're archaeologists dude (laughs) what was in that i must have missed that there's a bunch of egyptian stuff yeah Yeah, and like he it, says like they have stuff from every like point in history, right? Like every major major civilization or something like that. This isn't related to anything we've been talking about, but um, you know those aliens have been in a a, a a mountain for thousands of years. Yeah, that's the same as the Transformers. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf in both. Oh wow! What does it all mean? They also do. Say, <laughs> I don't know if they did that in the Transformers movie, but it's definitely a cartoon. They also do say that aliens live inside of a uh, uh, Mount Rainier. Really? That's where one of the first UFOs was ever spotted. Really? Yeah, over Mount Rainier, and well, that's, that's why. Cool. Uh, that's why there's the that that cult that lives down there. That what? Ramtha cult. Ramtha? Yeah, I've never heard of this. You never heard of Ramtha? No. Is it like Nambla? No, it's like a lady. <laughs> her name is like right J.K. Now? Knight, and she channels an ancient being known as Ramtha, who's <gasps> oh, like three thousand. Oh, I think I've seen her on TV. He's a Atlantean. J.K. Knight. Yeah, I think. Has she been on like? Did or she go on like Johnny Knight. Carson or something? She was... Knight Shyamalan. <laughs> no, she was on like. She was, someone had her on like a talk show, right? 
We were watching it at my house. Oh on my YouTube. god, that's right. That's great. <laughs> I was like, how, did I, how do I know this? Okay. She lives down in Yelman. It's a cult that like uh, like celebrities like Nicolas Cage and like, like Scientology. Hayek. Yeah, like, what? you mean? As it like as actual in Nicholas actual, Cage, yeah, it's in Yelm, is, Washington. Is it in the ramp the cult? They have like they kind of believe in like force powers, but it's made up. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That video was so insane. You guys have to watch this. I'm sorry. Like, not right now, but... She goes into uh, a trance, and then Ramtha is uh, is an ancient spirit that uh, comes and says, Indeed! A lot. (laughs) (laughs) And sort of acts like a Star Trek character. Like, uh, they'll be like, Well, where were you while you were asleep? And and, uh, she'll be like, Oh, what is this? A slumber that you say. What is this that you say? Slumber? I am never sleeping. I am always Ramtha. Basically, it's like that. It's just beautiful, solid gold American flim flam. I love it. <laughs> You're like blowing my mind right now. Yeah, is it real flim flam or is it comedy flim flam? It's real flim flam. Okay. Wow, that's the real She's deal. Selling that that's how those skull. people make money. Like carrying around yeah. a crystal skull, and if you don't make people believe that you found it in a temple, then no one's gonna pay twenty five bucks <laughs> yeah. to see it. Doctor Bokakiak. And that Hidalgo guy made up that whole thing. There's no, there's no fire of the ocean horse there was, race. There was no horse race. And he never worked for Buffalo Bill. He was just a guy that lied and wrote a book. <laughs> I loved that movie though, Viggo Mortensen. I know the, it was another uh, Indiana Jones ish kind of thing. Hidalgo. It was up, a great yeah. movie. Huh. I mean, Do you see was, that movie where Viggo Mortensen was having a knife fight naked? And you see Whoa. his penis? No, but I want to. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty Do awesome. you think that, what if, what if Indiana Jones is a classic American liar and that all of his adventures that we've seen are all boasts that are true? <laughs> and he's Bear really just a professor. Like, yeah, see, there was that time that I found the Ark of the Covenant, see? And it's, yeah, and it's when he goes to space that it's too far. And it's like, Grandpa, what? You, you never went go to, to the space. space. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I had that crystal skull. You would like that story. Yeah, but this is getting out of <laughs> well, you gotta go to bed. It's like the Princess Bride, where like Fred yeah. Savage, like Grandpa, come on, kissing, yeah. kissing's gross. Yeah. Well, Wait, well, someday you don't maybe have to you'll, skip you're the kissing like part the this kissing time. Yeah. <laughs> He's a weird character. I thought you wanted me to skip the kissing parts. <laughs> well, this one's okay. Well, some of them's okay. <laughs> Bought a cup. <laughs> and Wesley. <laughs> That's God, they're horse. <laughs> uh, crystal skull. Uh, uh, B minus. Would have been better with Rouse. Would have been better if it weren't aliens. Mm. Indiana Jones is a weird character, right? It's such he a, weird, a character. weird character. He's like a nerd, but he's like got a like. He's got all this like machismo. Like these, like thirties, forties. He's like a nerd he's bully. A, he bullies the other nerds. And he's got an adventurer name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we can all agree that Harrison Ford in the original trilogy is probably like the hottest any man has ever looked. Uh, oh yeah, it's insane. Oh yeah, yeah. He's also a murderer. Sure, mass murderer. Yeah. Always looks like he just shaved two days ago. He did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> <two days ago. laughs> but he's like when he's teaching, he's completely clean shaven, yeah. and then as soon as he puts on the hat and fedora. That's the same thing. The weapon fedora. He's like, <laughs> has a shape. I gotta say that um, a big problem I had with Crystal Skull was that he shows up in his indie outfit like immediately, and I do love the shot where it's like the shadow against the truck uh-huh. when they first puts the hat on and everything. But something I loved so much about Last Crusade is that he does not put on like the whip and fedora for half the movie. Yeah. Where he looks like a professor for half the movie. He's like running around the streets of Venice in a suit like going down into the crypts and everything 
And then eventually he does put it on. Because like in the first two movies, it started to feel like a costume. And in the fourth movie, it really feels like a costume. It's like this guy is way too old to be wearing the same exact outfit. Like whenever he goes out <laughs> in the field, he wears the same exact outfit. And it really bothers me. Like I, you can get there and I'll be okay with it. But he, he starts there, you know. And it's an archaeologist costume. I mean, yeah. they have the same ones in Jurassic Park. I, I mean, he, it could have been like a little different. Like Han Solo perfect example in the force awakens he's got like a very similar outfit but it's different like he mm-hmm. same, same jacket, jacket different jacket new jacket you but know i think, <laughs> I think it's that old american boy thing i think he's like he's like i've always had two eggs for breakfast and a black coffee <laughs> and this is what i wear when i go I out like this, i go out adventuring uh, this is I like my this adventuring. loose tunic shirt <laughs> so it shows just the right amount of my chest hair should this movie have been a sci-fi movie not the way that they chose to do it, not given what they went with, because Crystal Skull is one of those things, if you do any kind of reading into supernatural or paranoia, paranoial, <laughs> paranormal or cult stuff, I mean, Crystal Skulls, it's, it's right up there, you know, Stonehenge and all that kind of stuff. Indiana Jones going to Stonehenge would be a perfect future thing given what they've kind of done with this. It's the X-Files almost in the 40s, you know. Um, to make it a sci-fi movie, I think they would have had to have done something completely different and focus just on like a Roswell crash or something like that and then explored it from that angle. And now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm wondering if that's why they went with interdimensional aliens as opposed from, no, they're going to outer space to another planet. Them going to outer space to another planet really feels like it would be science fiction now. Oh, it's a planet that has a sun and it orbits around that sun and they, you know, have evolution and they have all of the things that you would consider uh, sciencey stuff. Saying like they spin around in a circle and merge together into one and go into another dimension. Yeah, that's just straight up fucking made up mystic nonsense. So I think that there I think that that is a very intentional call. That it's not, it's specifically not science fiction. Interesting. It's, it's, it's specifically pseudo bullshit science, you know? Yeah, it's like, oh, let's open a vortex to another place. I mean, that's just, that's, that's fantasy. That's, that's a fantasy world now. It's fantasy pseudoscience, you know, but there's uh, the more that I'm saying it out loud, the more I'm thinking that that's also a conscious choice to stick within this realm of like, yeah, it's all just made up silly stuff. It doesn't you couldn't you couldn't start to pick at it the way you could with a science fiction thing, the way you could with an Indiana Jones Roswell situation. All right. Question six. What is this film's legacy? Legacy is. What's the legacy again? Soviets, pretty much just as bad as Nazis. That's fine. I'll make that leap. They're the enemies. We'll let them get eaten by ants, and it's fine whether they were our allies recently or not. Who cares? <laughs> they should have called it the Green Scare instead of the Red Scare since it was aliens, right? Right. Like little Green Men? <laughs> little Green Scare. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like the phys- the physical real world legacy of this movie in which it did kind of kill the franchise where they kind of set it up to have Mutt Williams kind of take over, mm-hmm. which I was into, like have the next bo- movie be like Mutt Williams and the creature from the land of before time or I something. Can't, I don't I know. I can't get behind that name. Mutt Williams? I'm fine with that worst name. name. <laughs> but the problem is that what like dog. Shia LaBeouf like came out and I get it. They're both named after dogs. He like made all these statements in the press about how he 
felt like the movie dropped the ball and it wasn't very good and kind of burned his bridge with Steven Spielberg. And then I, I read this other quote where Shia LaBeouf was like, oh, my God, I'm like really regret saying that because I burned my bridge with this guy who I kind of idolized as mm. in Steven Spielberg. And Harrison Ford called him and was like, dude, you got to like Make tow the company Steven. line, you know, like if you're in a movie um, and the public reception is bad to then come out and say, oh, I didn't like it either. It's kind of <laughs> kind of lame, you know, yeah. like you can just say nothing if you feel that way. And I'm sure that there's like thousands of actors who've been in movies who didn't think it came out the way that they wanted it to. Like Whoopi Goldberg and Theodore Rex. Which movie? Theodore Rex. Oh, that's yeah. a, I've never heard of that. The one where Whoopi Goldberg plays an undercover cop with a dinosaur. <laughs> that sounds fucking awesome. It's, it's not good? No, it's terrible. That she sounds um, amazing. She got kind of like black, blackmailed to be in that movie. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've never heard this story. That's terrifying. <laughs> But yeah, yeah I, feel, I feel like him uh, do, doing, like Shia Love doing that kind of killed the chance of continuing the franchise because, like, where do you go now where you have this actor? Like, do you recast Mutt? Like, what do you do? I don't know. No, you just, they're just going to find a new Indiana Jones and they make more Indiana Jones. Christopher movies. Pratt. You're probably right. Yeah, Christopher, yeah, Chris Pratt you, as yeah. Indiana Jones. You do Jones. a prequel. You do, a, yeah. you do an old one. Yeah, I'm Harrison into that. Ford and CGI. No, <laughs> fuck that. Do, do him like a young. Prequel of Mutt as a child. I mean, like, younger than he is. The other side of this, like Harrison Ford has said, even recently, like, no one else is going to play Indiana Jones except for me. Like he still really wants to do it again. I and, don't think they should make any more, but I know they will because they can and they will make money doing it. I'm super into them doing it again. But like my one thing that I would do, which we'll talk about in the next question, like what would you change is I would put Harrison Ford into the Sean Connery role more than they did in Crystal Skull. Where he's like the elderly uh, professor. Uh, yeah, he's like the he's like the he's like the Rocky in Creed. He's the he's the trainer. He's the now. teacher. Yeah. And when they did that in this movie, I thought it worked. When he's kind of like showing Mutt the ropes yeah. and letting Mutt kind of run and jump and and leap and stuff. Like how big was that scorpion? Big. Yeah. Oh, the bigger the better. It's all yeah. Good. Yeah. I really enjoyed that kind of stuff where he's mm -hmm. kind of leading some young person through these dangers. Adventures and of Mutt Williams. <laughs> no one's going to go see that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to see it now because, like, the movie tanked. So, I don't know. Did it really? Yeah, I guess it did. Yeah. I mean, as far as, like, uh, fan consensus, it I, really I think there's enough Indiana Jones movies. Mm -hmm. I think we'll be fine. We could just watch those again. Yeah. <laughs> I think people could start writing new movies. <laughs> yeah, oh, National Treasures, just another Indiana Jones movie, but they it's it's unless it's so like, superior. No, <laughs> if if Mutt Williams is like fighting Donald Trump, I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. let's bring it even more current. Yeah, what do you think now? Do you want more? Oh, um, I just feel like the biggest legacy for me is like the backlash against it. Yeah. I feel like it was a moment where maybe, like, you know, when uh, Phantom Menace came out, for example, it was like there were a lot of people who didn't like it very much. I was, I feel like I was at an age where I was still like, oh, thank God it's more Star Wars, and I was, like, pretty happy for it. Yeah. Um, but I, like, it was at a time when, you know, like, South Park did that whole episode, and then, like, there's just, like, so much backlash against it just because it wasn't what people thought of as Indiana Jones, and there wasn't... So I don't know. I think that's it's kind of interesting how, um, like instead of it being like being like, oh, this could be something that maybe will bring new fans into it. Like I don't know. I've never talked to a kid who that was their first Indiana Jones movie. Maybe they loved it, right? Instead, it was like we're a bunch of angry like thirty year olds, and <laughs> we don't want any more of these Indiana Jones movies. 
Yeah. But I don't People know. We're kind of ready to hate it, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it came out at a rough time, like in the height of kind of the backlash against George Lucas. Yeah. Um, poor guy. Because yeah. I don't, I honestly don't think this movie is as bad as people make it out to be. No. And maybe there were some kids out there who were like, I can't wait to see what Mutt Williams does next. And like, they'll never know. <laughs> yeah. This movie, I think, yeah, if it comes out maybe at a different time or not with that sort of legacy, like, it's not like any worse than like Jurassic World, which was like the biggest movie that came out that year or whatever. Like that movie's kind of dumb and has a lot of problematic parts. Like, but it's super the- fucking fun. I mean, I it's like a really fun movie. Well, so is this movie. Yeah, this is a fun movie. I, I liked it better than Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Oh, yeah. You you and what? your hatred of Guardians of the Galaxy, I will never Stand understand. Ah, yeah, I love that movie. I I think its lasting legacy it's gonna is gonna be it's that it introduced a. A th- phrase into our lexicon that nuke, uh, that people nuke the are gonna, fridge. yeah the people are going to use that not even knowing having seen the movie totally like jump the shark yeah like nuke I've never fridge. seen Happy Days but I know jump the shark yeah Steven Spielberg has said he's proud of that I, I was <laughs> watching the uh, the Back to the Future documentary and apparently there was a draft of one of the Back to the Futures I think it might have been the first one where like Marty survived a nuclear explosion by being in a fridge like that has been around for a while and never put into a movie until now. Well, it's, I think it was Bob, something that he wanted to do for a while. I think Bob Gale yes. might have written that, and then Steven Spielberg saw it and loved it, and it didn't fit in that movie, and he'd been wanting to put into a, a movie. But it's funny, like now George Lucas takes credit for the nuclear fridge, and Steven Spielberg takes credit for it because they're both like falling on their swords for each other. But uh, but I think it might have actually come from the script for Back to the Future, if I if I'm correct. No, yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Thank God they didn't I'm put it. I'm glad in Back they to the didn't future. put it in that movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I still, I still really dislike it. Like, just the shot the, when we watched it together the other night. The thing I kept thinking, like, when the explosion goes off and all these like mannequins are like vaporizing, it's just not, it's not fun to me to watch an atom bomb go off. Like, mm-hmm. it yeah. scares the shit out of me. I mean, that scene was like kind of terrifying to me on a really like base deep level. Like the fact that we've dropped like, you know, atomic bombs on, on people scares the shit out of me. And I mean, yes, it did like end the war. And, and when I was in school, I was like taught that it was a really good thing because it ended the war. But I mean, the lasting like devastating effect of that is like so intense. And I just feel like we're meddling with things that shouldn't be meddled with in a way. But I mean, who am I to say? I don't I don't know. But as a testing know. ground, it's Indiana Jones. It's playful. He, <laughs> That's he exactly the point. The it should, like making that playful, like <laughs> seems like it's in poor taste to me. Yeah, those are always the scariest things in movies. Anytime they showed nuclear bombs. You ever see that movie Dreamscape? Uh-uh. No. No, it's a, no. There's a scene where it's nuclear bomb going off. I saw or this Terminator Two. You know, any anything like that yeah. scares the crap out of me. I've never seen it. I've never seen it done to be funny before, which was a weird thing for me. It just seemed like so off color to me. I didn't yeah. think it was that funny. I thought it was like a moment of panic. Yeah, this is kind of a high intense scene. Yeah, but it was goofy. It's so goofy. It was goofy when the the groundhogs show up. Fucking groundhogs. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anyway. Why did they have working sprinklers, but the faucet didn't work in the house? Why did they turn on the audio of the TV? for the? Why did they even turn the TV on? 
This has to be totally realistic. They, they want to yeah. see what, <laughs> what happens, happens if a TV the electrons that's turned on to... gets vaporized by this bomb we made. Yeah, but all of the food and all of the refrigerators survived. How come we didn't see any other refrigerators flying through the air with Indy's refrigerator? Because he was the only one that yeah, had stuff in it. Always you know? food, and it's always filled with Nuka Cola for the fall. <laughs> Nuka Cola. And that's how I survive in the wastelands. All those stuff left over in the fridges. <laughs> <laughs> Get so many rads from that. It works. I do get rads, but then you get that lead belly perk, and you're just, it's all good. You make that iguana stew. Why do you think they call it rads? <laughs> it's radical. <Ugh. laughs> all right, uh, this do is my favorite. you think maybe he gets cancer from being in that bomb? Not if you drink from the cup of Christ. Oh, that's yeah. the next movie. That, he's, like, standing so close to that bomb when it went off. Like, how yes. did he... He still would have, like, died being that close, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Although yeah, that shot know. is kind of a beautiful shot. I mean... You don't know how close he was, really. Yeah, I mean, really seeing fun. seeing Indiana Jones with his with whip and everything cloud. with the mushroom cloud, like mm-hmm. that shot was really effective. That was a good use of CG. Even he was blown away. He's like, "Oh, we're doing that." Yeah, wow. it's like I the feeling I got from that, even though it is pretty goofy, was kind of like he's seen everything. You <laughs> <laughs> get to see a mushroom cloud up close, be like, "Ugh, another thing." I've seen. Dang it! Everything. <laughs> just gonna cheating. see aliens by the end of this. Life is just <laughs> never ending. <laughs> I think the, the moral I've of the story is that the, the penitent man will prevail. Yeah. <laughs> he never saw his infant son. Oh, sorry. I got to he did. He never saw his infant son. He never son. got to see his child. <laughs> oh. <laughs> why? She never explains why. Why did she keep. Well, wait, it's up to her. It's fine. He left. <laughs> Fuck him. I guess he did leave. What yeah. a jerk. So what? They they had a kid and he just left. He's yes. Just like, I well, can't. he didn't know he had a no, kid. He didn't, he didn't know. know. She didn't tell he him. knocked her up. He left her before the marriage. He probably enlisted in the war. He was uh, like, gotta go fight them Nazis. Sure. That was another Did thing. Did she try to call him? He was talking about being in like the OSS during the war, but then like when was he having those Nazi adventures? Like 39. 30, yeah, late 30s. Oh, okay, so, yeah. So, like, right after that, he joins the service? Uh, oh. Ooh. I don't know. I'm asking. No, no I, I don't know. All I, I know is that... I want to see the timeline. Last Crusade was... took place in 1938. Okay. So, the movies the before 40s. that were, like, in the earlier 30s. So, we skipped the yeah. whole Well, Temple war, of Doom is a, yeah, prequel uh, War Indiana right. Jones movies. Oh, see. Indiana Jones in the war? That's the movie to make, guys! Hell With who? Yeah. With whom? With Chris Pratt. <laughs> That's the movie to make. Uh, I don't know. I would watch that shit. The Pratt Indiana Jones in the war, going on like crazy special missions to stop shit from happening. Spear of Destiny, but they already yeah. did that in Hellboy. They should have made that movie where they're stealing the where they're. It's like about the Nazi art, but with yeah. Indiana Jones. Like what the, was that the movie? dog painting from Monuments Always Sunny. Men. <laughs> Monuments Men. They should have just made that an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Like a grumpy old men's, they're like you know, like monuments men. Monuments but grumpy like, old men. It's like oh, he's monuments old. grumpy men. He's too old to grumpy do old monuments. They're just like <laughs> gotta get those. Nazi That's the one. Paintings. Grumpy or old monuments men. Starring Harrison the Ford. doesn't work, but I just liked it. <laughs> Starring Harrison Ford and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Regardless of how I feel about it, it killed the franchise. Like the way that they set it up at the end with like the the hat like going down the aisle and then Shia LaBeouf's character picking it up. Like they wanted a sequel and it's been eight years and one still hasn't happened. I don't think Mutt Williams is an interesting enough character to lead a franchise and I don't think Shia LaBeouf has any interest in being an action star anymore. He's going around wearing bags on his head and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm also... 
this is weird because I'm also I'm I'm also a shy defender. I think that I think that his work in uh, Fury was great. Uh, I've been a fan of his since even Stevens. Uh, I think that he's doing he's doing things that he wants to do that aren't necessarily like good, but like who cares? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like if making bad art is something that we should be like screaming at people for, like there there are a lot of people on the list before Shia LaBeouf that we should go after. <laughs> but I don't think that he should be heading up a Indiana Jones franchise. You know. In a way, it's almost like a sad kind of thing when I think about the legacy of this movie, because I really do think it'll always be reviled uh, with legitimate reasons. So it's almost like it doesn't have a kind of a good legacy attached to it, because I think you have to be someone like us who wants to do a deep dive into something that was not enjoyed by fandom when it first came out to start to look at it with a new kind of appreciation. So I feel like it'll always just be uh, relegated to the side and, and that a lot of people will wish that it had never happened kind of situation. Last question, my favorite question. What would you have done differently? No aliens. No aliens. <laughs> That's I guess. I don't know. A small, yeah. I've said some, yeah. I would have made it a little... No, it was perfect. <laughs> a plus. I've changed my mind. Come around completely. I think if I made a movie like that, I would feel really happy with myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. If I'd made that movie, I'd be like, "Look what I made, that was mom!" Good. Yeah. yeah, everybody loved me. This is a good movie. <coughs> what about you, Nelly? Well, no, no. Sorry, I don't want to be mean. I was just gonna say, if I made any movie, I'd probably feel that though. I'd be like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think that the aliens are salvageable. I think keeping the aliens is possible. I think you need to, I agree, get rid of Mac. And I think you just need to do, have the aliens be there for a reason, right? You know, what is what are you trying to say with them? Yeah. Um, what's going on with them? What yeah. are they, is the, is the are these dimensional dimensions separating us? A metaphor for the Iron Curtain? I don't know. Is Ooh. it maybe maybe, but probably not because that never like came up. <laughs> I didn't get so. into it. <laughs> yeah. I, so I've thought about this a lot, and I have a long answer for you guys. Um, what if? <laughs> it's actually, it, what if the what if the Soviets turned out actually to be Nazis? And huh. Like at one point they're like, no way, we're just Nazis. And then they were like, no, we were actually just snakes. <laughs> Ooh, reptilians? Yeah, and then they're like, no, we were actually just snake aliens from uh, That's the Illuminati. reptile people. And wow. then they were the actual aliens. They were all those things. Oh, great. And then they take off that mask and they're Nazis again. And then they take off another mask and they're just not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Gossamer. Yeah. Gossamer! <sighs> Um, okay, so I really, as I've said, I really don't like the intro of the movie. Yeah. So my thought for a way to make this film better would be to start on a tangential adventure with Mutt Williams. And maybe recast, maybe rename, although I'm happy with both the name and the actor <laughs> with Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, but start with Mutt Williams going on an adventure, um, finding out that his mom has been kidnapped, and realizing that he needs help. Uh, and then he goes to find the one person who can help him, who is Indiana Jones. And he already knows that this guy is, is his father, but he has not like had any relationship with him, and he's kind of got a chip on his shoulder about it. And he's there only because he needs help, and this is the only person who can help him. And then that's when you're in, introduced to Indiana Jones. So you don't have all of this like ridiculous action with this person who you can tell is a stunt double in the beginning. Yeah. And you have kind of a... Give us some tension and release where you want to see Indy right away, but you don't. 
and you get to know this new person and kind of fall in love with Mutt first because they kind of like don't really give you a chance to fall in love with Mutt. So then keep a lot of the rest of this the same, except cut the Russians completely and make the villain the CIA. CIA, yeah. Because the CIA stuff in the beginning was really interesting to me where like those goons at the restaurant, it was CIA people. Yeah. Yeah. You want to be more like X-Files? Yeah, kind of like where... I agree with you. Yeah, where we're fighting against this government conspiracy. Because the whole idea of like Indy fighting other cultures I think is a little played out. And doing with the Russians, sure the Cold War was going on. Yeah, yeah, it felt a little played out to me. Like, make it Americans. Like, make it where Indy is fighting against the Americans. I thought they were going that way in the beginning of the movie, and I got really excited when he... Like, like, when he's abiding them? Yeah, the guy's just like, oh, I'll vouch for Indy. You know, like, he was a hero in the war. And then they have a couple great character actors that are just wasted. They're only in that scene. Totally. They never come back. Except Charles Widmore from Lost, his American accent was terrible. (laughs) I didn't buy it at all. But yeah, so... They even did say, like, good job on the the fridge maneuver. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like any of that stuff. Let's cut it all out. Like, yeah, cut it all out. Mutt, Mutt, Mutt Williams' adventure in the beginning. Uh, you find Indy. They start to go on an adventure together, and they're following the trail uh, that Ox left behind, except it's not Ox. Cut Ox, Ox out of the movie entirely. They're following this other archaeologist's clues that he's left behind, and they eventually, f- like, find him, catch up to him, and it's short round. so short round and then you have this really interesting dynamic where you have the father figure of Indiana Jones you have his real life son who he's never met and the son that he abandoned and like here's my backstory and the girl he abandoned all the people exactly all the people he abandoned come back to him exactly where Indiana Jones as an older man is suddenly like faced with all of these things from his past that uh, that he abandoned because he's not you know strong enough to commit to anything he would just abandon all of that and run away. Well, that's that's what where you, the aliens come in. Know? Here's here's what I'm seeing. So you're saying like here's all this stuff. There's the CIA. There's the McCarthyism. There's all this fear. And there's like oh this crystal skull. That's another thing to fear. And yeah. Indiana Jones has been afraid of these commitments his whole life. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Together. And then the so you you travel forward. You f- like you meet up a short round again, and they have this kind of like explosive talk where. Um, like Indy's like really happy to see him, and Short Round's like, you know, you like you left me, you left me behind. Yeah. He's like, no, I put you in a good school. Like I was going off on these like dangerous adventures, I put you in a good school, and he's like, you took me on these adventures, and then you left me behind. Like, how am I supposed to feel? And then you go off and have your adventures, I never hear from you again. So they have that intense moment. Mutt and Short Round become like really close friends throughout these adventures, uh, and then. Indy kind of sees like what he's lost and what he's left behind and then Marion comes in the picture and it's like the ultimate woman for him that he couldn't commit to uh, and on top of this the CIA is chasing them the whole time trying to get the secrets of the crystal skull and no one believes that it's aliens the whole fucking movie until the very end where you have this moment where all of this knowledge is there that you can just reach out and take and Indiana Jones who is a teacher all he's like he's looking for knowledge you know like he's searching for these artifacts to find knowledge he is the one who's tempted by the knowledge and all he has to do is step across the dimension and grab the knowledge across the dimension but he doesn't because he's realized there's these people in his life that he loves and he has to stay <laughs> behind for them so he stays behind for Shorty for Mutt and for Marion and there's no Oxley there's no Mac like those are the three people he's traveling with and they're all kind of mad at him the whole movie until he finally makes the sacrifice for the one thing he's always wanted which is the knowledge and he's also like getting old and there's this adventure that he's never had going to this other dimension and sort he, of like he a gives it up thing. totally oh, I love that movie but he's ready for 
the greatest adventure of all, which is just life. Family. Yeah, <laughs> and then the, the ending could be almost exactly the same. Where, yeah. Like, he comes back and he gets married to Marion, and he's, like, ready to commit. Uh, and then the next movie is Short Round and the... The Adventures of Short Round and Mutt. <laughs> yeah, like, Short Round and Mutt. And, like, in Indy's, like, very much the Sean Connery figure. I mean, in my version of the movie, Indy is very much the Sean Connery figure, where he's not doing the action. Yeah. In the way that, like, Harrison Ford worked so well in The Force Awakens, he was so good in that movie. So much more, like, convincing and alive and animated and seemed like, like Han Solo. I didn't quite... I almost felt that sometimes in Indiana Jones, but I also felt like there was moments where he seemed, like, old and tired. Or, like, it was... Like, they cut to him, he's still, he cracks a one-liner. They cut away, they cut back, and he's running, and you see his back only. And there was a lot of moments where there was, like, very obvious face replacement with yeah, CGI. Yeah, really was. Like, when they're on the bikes, you can tell, like, it's not Shia LaBeouf's face. It's not, like, Indy's face. They just put their face into it. <laughs> or even the fight with the ants when it's, like, there's scenes where I was like, that is not Harrison Ford. Like Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, so, I mean... I feel like there's so much in the movie that I really like. I think you can make the aliens work, but you make it a personal story and you make something like the personal stakes. And I think that it could have resonated in the way that Last Crusade did. Or at the end, the portal opens up and he escapes into the portal and abandons everyone <laughs> for a continued life of adventure. Oh yeah, or maybe they all go on the other or maybe, side. Oh yeah, or maybe, or maybe he's yeah. about to go through and he like looks at them and holds out his hand and then they all take hands and then they all go through together. Oh, oh family adventure! That's kind of cool <laughs> on too. Mars or yeah. something, or another dimension, or another maybe dimension. It's like a city under the sea. Who knows? But who but stays it, behind? Someone's got to stay behind. Who would stay? Matt. Would it be Shorty? Short round. It has to be, right? Or no, but I don't know. He's got a family at home that he can't leave. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who knows what short round's going to I also feel like there has to be a moment where short round and mud are both in mortal peril, and Indy has to choose between his oh. his real son and his, like, kind of adopted son. But they yeah. both get out alive. But he finds a way to save them both, and that's where it kind of starts to turn the tide towards them, like, remembering why they love this man so much. I've thought about this Why aren't you yeah. writing for Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> Someday... My hope with this podcast is that someday some Hollywood exec will be like, hire that man. <laughs> He's passionate. Yeah. And that Indiana Jones movie would have made a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> I guess if I could change anything, it might be Marion. Um, I really liked her in the movie. There's a, there's a weird, funny scene where she's driving the duck through the jungle, and then she just gets whacked in the head with a giant branch, and she basically just brushes it off. And I feel like, oh, I, there needed to be more of Marion just being fucking tough as nails. Because that's what's interesting to me about her, is that they present Indiana Jones as this, you know, uh great uh, um, triumphant hero character he's very uh, he's he's quietly manly you know um, and that Marion is someone who is his equal and it's someone who basically can keep up with him and I'm going to argue that's why he ran away from her because he was afraid of somebody that could be his equal um, and I wish that they hadn't just introduced her as like oh it's somebody that was kidnapped that now you know that spurs her plot along um but uh, beyond that, I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what differently I would have done on my take of the Crystal Skull. Well, let's let's wrap this shit up. Uh, yeah. We got to get to the verdict, whether or not we think this film is remembered fairly. Ryan, start us off. I don't think it is. I think it's I think it's better than uh, people give it credit for. But still not as good as the, the maybe the rest of the Indiana Jones movies. But yeah. you know, it's the it's the fourth one. Like you know, 
Yeah. And the other ones are so different from each other. This one is like as different from yeah. Raiders as Temple of Doom is from Raiders. Sure. It's different in a different way, which was upsetting to some people. But the same is very true of Raiders. Like a lot of people were really upset that Raiders was so different from... I'm sorry. The same is true of Temple of Doom. Like people were really upset that it was so different from Raiders. Yeah, but I feel like, like Last Crusade, Last Crusade came back to that original sort of dynamic and kind of brought people back around to the franchise in a lot of ways. But then for me, I mean, I love like the weirdness of Temple so much that the weirdness of Crystal Skull didn't really bother me that much. There's weirdness throughout. Like, I mean, in the Last Crusade, he, you know, Hitler's there and signs his book. It's, it's very <laughs> so good. And he make, they make a plane crash with seagulls just by spooking them. So. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there are silly moments in Had the barbs in the sky. <laughs> yeah. But there's something a little more grounded in the rest of the films For sure. is is a little a little more uh a little more up in the air the fourth one and I think yeah. we're in a new millennium though. So it's like That's true and you got to everything's different now. You got to compete with the internet and uh What the fuck all, is the internet? All those Marvel movies are so huge now that you got to yeah. you got to really wow people. You got to yeah. get the kids off their iPhones um, to even look at a and maybe you gotta make they, the movie look like Spider Man. You gotta keep swinging. If if it had come out now, when the X Files remake, you know, the new X Files is coming out, aliens are big again. And I think it would if it came out now, and the new Star Wars is doing well, it would have done. Yeah. If you release the same movie like huh. this year with uh, like better CG, sure, I think it would do better. I agree. I completely agree. Yeah, Natalie, what do you think? Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I came in here, like I watched it again and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. I came in here ready to be all like, be like, yeah, Shia LaBeouf, where's the beef? He's the best <laughs> Harrison Ford's. I, and just like really got him and sitting here talking about it. I'm like, no, no, there's some good points. I guess maybe, <laughs> maybe, so maybe I'm a little, uh, I feel, but I do still feel that it is unfairly hated. I think it's unfair to hate a movie that isn't the movie you made in your head. Because, mm. I don't know, you always make better movies in your head. It's easy to make those It's movies. so easy. Those <laughs> movies, yeah, those movies are no problem. Harrison Flying Ford, on a ship of the imagination. Yeah. Harrison just, Ford does all his own stunts in those movies. You, just, he, you right? just don't do the thing that they already did that you didn't like. It's like, uh, they did a thing, and you're like, That's, that could have been, maybe did the other thing. Like, they made a whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mr. You know, Spielberg. His do? feelings. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Kayla? I think it's remembered fairly, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. I remembered people being mad about it when it first came out, and then I saw it this weekend, and it was like, yeah, I could see why they would say that. Yeah. I agree. Um, it's it's so interesting that you just saw it for the first time a couple yeah. of days ago. I think that's so cool. It was def- definitely way too long, and it had cool, like, throwback Indiana Jones mo- moments where I was like, oh, yeah, this is why I like that franchise. Like, just um, kind of just the age of discovery and... and just fun, um, like joking Harrison Ford in it, and I like the the culture that comes with it, and like just going through and solving a mystery, like that part's fun. But no, the aliens really kind of took me out of all of that. Like mm. it was not something I was ready for. Yeah, John, what do you think? I thought it was not remembered fairly. I thought it was underrated, but I can understand why somebody wouldn't like it. I had an excellent fun watching it. Yeah. And it didn't feel like Phantom Menace to me, where, like, every other second there was, like, 
something to cringe about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree where I had like, like, I went in there expecting like a Phantom Menace experience and the fact that it was slightly better made me feel more fondly towards it. And I do hate the vine swinging and the fridge <laughs> nuking as much as I hate Jar Jar Binks. Like I really do. But there's so many things about this movie that I just love. Like the, the, the stuff with like Mutt and Indy in the temple where Indy's like showing him through the temple. I'm just like, God, this is so cool to see this, you know? Yeah. Like looking for Oriana's tomb. I like, want to be Indiana Jones' son. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Skeleton turning you. Yeah. Totally. Like, hold I this. Can, I'll show yeah. you how. Hold this snake, dad, while yeah. I can help you out of that quick mud. And like when I was a kid, sure. I was like obsessed with the idea that maybe aliens like built the pyramids or maybe like Atlantis is a spaceship underwater or something. And like I, yeah. I, I'm always been really into that. And like the Nazca lines like captured my imagination. Uh, I love signs because those crop circles in it. So I, I am like super biased, but the aliens, uh, the, the fact that they also kind of looked like the Close Encounters aliens kind of keeping in this world of Spielberg. I'm biased about that. Also, I mean, it brought up like cool memories for me and even like AI, uh, spoiler alert for AI, but the aliens showing up at the end of AI, I was like, well, I didn't like most of this movie, but this alien's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, I do feel like it's not, a, it's definitely not a great movie, but I think it's pretty good. Like, I, I do feel like it's not remembered fairly. I feel like a, a 50%, uh, like 50, 60% uh, user rating is, is low. I think that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd give it like a, like a, like a high 60, low 70s. It's a, it's a very uneven movie. It's frustrating to see like my two favorite filmmakers do something that uneven. But it's yeah. also, in another way, really nice to see my two favorite filmmakers do something that can still have a moment a moment that touches me that deeply. Yeah. Um, which I got nothing. Like, I, I will say that like the lightsaber fight in Phantom Menace did touch me like that, but it, it wasn't quite enough to make up for everything else that didn't touch me. I'm making this sound really weird and creepy. Everything's touching me or not. Uh, <laughs> where did I George Lucas touch you? you. <laughs> but with a lightsaber. there's enough moments in this movie that felt like true Indiana Jones. That CG doesn't bother me. I think I have bad eyes. And so I'm like, <laughs> I can't tell that they're face replacing. I'm like, that looks like that's the shape of Indiana Jones on that. Motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just gotta take your glasses off. Yeah, just, I've right. got the curse of good eyes. Yeah. You can, you don't need that. Indiana Jones and the curse of the good eyes. You need a smaller TV. Yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Well, any closing thoughts? It's, so it seems like we have a, a four four feel it is uh, not remembered fairly. One feels it is remembered fairly, um, and there and there you have it. The, but the real judge is you at home, listener. <laughs> I feel well, really no, weird so condemned to be the audience forever for not fairly remembering this movie. Yeah. And shame on you, and <laughs> shame on all of Maybe us. Maybe don't judge. It's hard to make a movie. You don't. Yeah. being such a meanie. Well, so hard on George Lucas. Of he, he wants to put an alien in it. He's the alien guy. <laughs> Let him put an alien in whatever he wants. And, yeah. and he's uh, the alien guy. Yeah. I wish there'd been a robot. Honestly, he could have. Would it have killed him to put a robot in? Indiana Jones and the Cybermen from Mars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd watch, watch that. that. <laughs> See, I would watch that. I would watch any of. That just Indiana feel like Jones Blade Runner. Thing. I would watch that. <laughs> I have watched. I guess that. that is just Blade Runner because it is Harrison Ford. <laughs> And let's be honest, he plays the same person in every yeah. movie. But God bless It's a good person. All right. Well, this was so much fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. We had some last minute replacements and you guys were wonderful. Well, you you, you ladies were wonderful. Yeah. Not, thank you. Not guys. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for coming. Thank you. 
And uh, what what do you guys want to do next time? We'll we'll start a new Twitter poll. What do you think? Mm. You brought up AI. Yeah, that's a good. We should do AI. That's a really good one. Uh, I still really want to do uh, Star Trek Into Darkness because I got yeah. some shit to say. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Back to the Future Three was on the vote for last time. Avatar. Jurassic Park Three. Jurassic Park Three. <laughs> I love Jurassic Park Three. That's good. Uh, I want to do Star Trek Nemesis, <laughs> which I really like too. I never saw that one. I stopped at. Uh, I saw that one. I stopped at Insurrection. Insurrection was not very good. We could do that one too. Oh. I liked and, Insurrection. It's romantic. Yeah. Breaker in a bathtub. <laughs> what? I've never kissed you with a beard before. <laughs> yes, you have, Troy. So I was times. like, maybe I don't like men. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we'll do this again soon. This was super fun. Thank you, guys. And there you have it. The verdict. This film is not remembered fairly. Fandom's hatred is unjustified. This movie's kind of fun, kind of terrible, but well worth watching. And we're happy that it exists. And there you have it, folks. So our next trial is coming up soon, and we need your help to pick the film. I just posted up a Twitter poll today, and there are four films on the ballot that you can choose between. AI, Artificial Intelligence, RoboCop 3, Back to the Future 3, and Avatar. What's it going to be? You decide! Head on over to Sci-Fi on Trial on Twitter and pick your film of choice. It means so much to me that you're listening to this show. Thank you so much. If you'd like to support the show, there's a bunch of things you can do that are incredibly helpful. Leave us a positive review on iTunes or the podcast platform of your choice. Subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your friends. Tell other people about it. That's the biggest thing you can do. If you want to monetarily support the podcast, you can do so in two ways, which you can learn about at scifiontrial.com. You can become one of our Patreon supporters and support the rest of the Sci-Fi Project, of which this is a Part, or you can even just throw us a couple bucks on PayPal. That helps to go towards uh, paying for the web space that this is hosted on and uh, buying the whiskey that we drink while we do the shows. <laughs> we all drank hot toddies this time. It was really fun. And one last huge thank you to everyone who participated in the show. It really means a lot to me to have such wonderful people in such a heated, lively discussion. I'm just having the time of my life putting this together. If you need to listen to more podcasts, and by golly, I'm sure you do. By golly? I said by golly. By golly, I'm sure you do. Head on over to jessemercury.com. I have a whole other show all about sci-fi. And some of the people from Sci-Fi on Trial come on that show sometimes and have big, long discussions. Jenny, who was on the panel for uh, Phantom Menace, did a huge two-and-a-half-hour special edition all about The Force Awakens on my other podcast, and we had a total blast. Uh, and then Douglas Gale and Ryan Casey, who you heard in this episode, are coming on my show in the very near future to talk about Radio LARP, their podcast, which is uh, live-action radio plays. Good shit. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the trial of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. If you, if you have something to say about this trial, shoot me an email at scifiontrial at gmail.com. Uh, if I get some good, some good stuff, maybe I'll read it on the next podcast. And I can't wait till next time. I can't wait to find out what we're doing next time. But whatever happens, we'll see you then.